0: Last week, we began together a new series of conversations on what the Bible has to say to some of the uh, familiar questions and issues with which many of us wrestle in everyday life. I made the case last week that when it comes to providing helpful apps, there is no device quite like this one. There is no source of, of wisdom that can compare with the value of the Word of God. In one of his letters to his young protege, Timothy, the Apostle Paul makes this point in these terms. All Scripture is inspired by God, Tim, he says, and is useful for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, so that everyone who belongs to God may be proficient, equipped... For every good work. I want to invite you to think with me this morning about the meaning of this particular text as it bears also upon what we'll be doing at the table this morning and what we'll be doing when we leave this place and go out into the world in days ahead. I want to lift up, if I may, three important ideas I think worth considering in this passage of Scripture, and they can be summarized in terms of three words. And the first word is inspired. All Scripture, Paul says, is inspired by God. Not just the passages in the Bible that are about Jesus. Not just those sections of the Scriptures that we find it easy to agree with or to follow personally. From cover to cover in a whole variety of literary forms, through a wide variety of voices and viewports, in passages that are very easy to understand, and in passages that we will not fully unravel until we stand on the other side of death's door, in all of these places, in all of the scriptures themselves, God is breathing, Paul tells us. God is performing life-to-life resuscitation upon the world. That's literally what uh, inspiration means. It comes from the uh, term spiro, Latin word spiro, meaning breath, as in spirit. The Bible is God seeking to breathe his life into us. That is to say that what we read in the Bible comes from a source that is infinitely more reliable and authoritative and ultimately helpful than anything we might read in Oprah's Book Club or the Wall Street Journal or our favorite blog, as valuable as those resources may be. When you flick through the pages of this particular device, this book, you're gaining access to the unparalleled intelligence of the most magnificent mind in all of the universe. And to give you just a clue to, to, to the genius and the singularity of this mind as expressed in this word, think about this. Though the Bible was compiled across millennia, It was pulled together from many different sources across a vast period of time. It was done so by people who never knew each other. They never knew the other people to whom the particular passages of Scripture which they compiled would be put together. And though this diverse array of people all were part of the eventual accumulation of the Scripture, the Bible remains starkly Unified in its themes, staggeringly accurate in its forthtelling and its foretelling of human events, and it remains stunningly relevant in every generation, to every culture, in every time. Some people have gone overboard trying to demonstrate the divine inspiration of this text. Ultimately, I believe only the witness of the Holy Spirit in himself can, can convince you of the divine, unique authority and inspiration of this word. But there are clues the Bible gives us that it is a work that is like no other, and I want to just pull out one of them, one simple little factoid that I find a little fascinating in this respect. Do you know what the shortest chapter in the Bible is? Psalm 117. Psalm 117. How about the longest chapter in the Bible? Psalm 119. Very good. Now, can you guess which chapter is in the exact center of the Bible? Psalm 118. There are 594 chapters before Psalm 118. There are 594 chapters after Psalm 118. Add up those 594s and you get what? 1188. It's up there on the screen for you. Now, What verse is located at the exact center of the Bible? Psalm 118, verse 8. Wouldn't it be interesting if that particular verse had some special significance... Wouldn't it be interesting if it wasn't about bagats or cubits, or dietary laws, but actually had an application for human life that really mattered? Here's what Psalm 118 at verse 8 says, it is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. Interesting how that worked out, isn't it? It's almost as if the contents of this book, though it was compiled over centuries by people who did not know each other, it is almost as if it was orchestrated, it was choreographed in a magnificent way by a single brilliant mind. It is like it was actually breathed by somebody larger than history itself. And it was. All scripture is inspired by God. And that word inspired is the first one that I hope you'll take home with you today. Here's the second word I hope you'll take The Word of God is useful. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful. The Bible is incomparably useful in the ways that we need most. Let's face it, you and I every day are confronted, bombarded with information, aren't we? I mean, we're constantly being fed. Like no generation in time in history, we're fed this constant stream of information, this barrage of inputs. It is admittedly nice to be kept abreast of the sports scores as regularly as we are. It is interesting to hear the latest report on Lindsay Lohan. Um, it is amazing to watch the latest YouTube curiosity. It may not really be news that the Congress is still struggling to work things out, but it does give us something to talk about around the water cooler or at the party someplace. But how useful is all this information that's being given to us? How truly useful in the sense of life-changing is this massive flood of information coming our way. What would be useful to most of us, I think, is to have a guidebook for teaching time-tested values and practices. I think most of us would agree that if it, if it was possible to have hold of a, of a source book that gave us values and practices which had been tested over centuries and found to be true and effective, in shaping life for the better, we'd be interested in it. We'd want to have a hold of that teaching resource for the sake of our instruction with our kids, with our co-workers, and ourselves. It would also be useful, I think, to have a voice of reproof or rebuke in our lives that was trustworthy, that was um, accessible to us. Every one of us, and I, I th- well, maybe not you, but I know for me, I, I've got these besetting sins. I have these patterns in my life I cannot see on my own. And if it were not for somebody to come along and rebuke me or reprove me or shake me up and force me to face these things, I'd be stuck forever. It would be useful to me if there was a source of such reproof that did not have all of the emotional baggage that comes when my family members do these things to me. I would be able more calmly to consider the point of view of such a resource were it available. It would be useful to me. What would also be useful is to have a reliable source of correction when I'm veering off the path, the good path that I want to be on. My experience in life is that I don't go off that path with a hard right turn. I more often than not go off degree by degree by degree. And because I'm so often in the company of other people also wandering off the path, I desperately need some picture of what the good path looks like to correct my course, to get me back on the right track again. I would also find it useful to have training disciplines that can enable me to build the moral muscle that I need in times of pressure. I don't want to get to the moment when the heat is fully on me in life and just then, then, try and find the strength to respond in the right way. I need something that helps me develop those training disciplines of the mind, heart, and soul that ready me for the moment of performance when it comes. Is there an app for that? Yes, the Apostle Paul says. To an extent that we'll find nowhere else in any other form of literature or media today, the Bible is useful for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. So here's what we've covered so far. Simple ideas. I'm just, and if you're just nodding, going, I know this stuff, great. Sometimes the most helpful thing we get at church is the nod of recognition of what we know, sinking it deeper into us. Here's the first big idea. God, in his word, inspires. God's word is inspired like no other authority. It is useful in all of the ways we most need today. And finally, says Paul, God has given us the scriptures so that everyone who belongs to God may be proficient, equipped for every good work. Now, I will not speak for you in this respect, but when I am ruthlessly honest with myself, I know that there are many spheres of life in which I am not proficient yet. In fact, to be honest with you, a lot of the time, I'm not even focused on proficiency in some of these areas. I spend a lot of my time and energy zeroing in on how to be efficient or sufficient or omniscient, right? I'm always trying to do things in less time and with less effort, efficiency. I'm trying to do things my own way, independently. That's sufficiency. And I'm trying to so often do things as if I need nobody else's guidance or help. That's my penchant for omniscience. I don't want you to tell me. I want to show you that I know it all. I'm spending a lot of my time focused on efficiency, sufficiency, and omniscience. And yet, there are these moments. There are moments when I get clearer about what would be useful, (laughs) what might be inspired uh, as a way of life. And in those clearer moments, I realize that what I need more is proficiency at the things of my life. I want to become proficient at being a better spouse than I am. I want to become proficient at being a truly wonderful parent. I want to become unusually proficient in the way that I handle conflict or manage resources or encourage other people or shape this world. I want to get to the end of my life having become much more proficient at these things than I am today. The Bible is the key to building Proficiency in so many of these spheres of life. It is God's heart, mind, soul, and strength offered to all of us for the purpose of equipping us for every good work, the scripture says. God wants to get us ready, He wants to give us the tools, He wants to give us the capacity to live life to the full to help us become more proficient. Sometimes we think to ourselves, oh, it would have been so much easier if we'd been one of those first disciples. If we just had Jesus with us, if we'd just been able to turn to him, if I could just turn right now and say, Jesus, how should I handle this situation? I would do so much better work in the world, we think to ourselves. We rarely realize that God has actually made himself as available to us as he did those first disciples. In fact, arguably, he has made himself more available to us. There were times when the disciples probably wanted to ask questions of Jesus, and he was off attending to somebody else. You can pick up the word of God at any moment of any day and find him available to you. The heart, mind, soul, and strength of God made flesh in Jesus is made written in his word. And he is ours in this way. If we can take him into us more regularly here, if we can receive and feed on what he offers to us of himself in his word here, we will be amazed by the difference that it makes. The great English 19th century English preacher C.H. Spurgeon once observed that a Bible that is falling apart is usually owned by someone who isn't. A Bible that's falling apart from use is usually owned by somebody who is not falling apart. On the contrary, people I've known in my journey who have opened the Bible regularly that have soaked in its meaning fully, that have fed on it daily, are some of the most vital people that I've been privileged to know. They've been the opposite of falling apart. They have loved and laughed and lived and learned and, and found God's power for living at a level that I still want to get to. How about you? How often do you go to this word do you want to go through life just duct taping and patching oneself as efficiently and sufficiently and omnisciently as you can? Or would you like God to help you become truly proficient at life, equipped for every good work? If your answer to that second question is yes, yes, I want to be proficient, equipped, then I have a confession for you this morning. I am going to be a very limited use to you. Most preachers you meet will be a very limited use to you. You can come here most Sundays. You can stay awake through most sermons. And you still won't get what you most need, what you really need. I am like the guy every other preacher is, like the person that brings the appetizers uh, out and circulates in the crowd. What you need, however, is the full cup, the loaded plate of God's word. I can whet your appetite in the 30 minutes I take with you to, 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 to go for the real banquet. I can, I can get your mouth watering for that. That's my goal usually most weeks. But if you truly want the inspiration and the usefulness and the proficiency-equipping power of the Word of God, then you must learn to feed on it yourself between our times here. You just have to do it. There's been no generation of, of disciples that has been able to become truly vital without a daily, regular process of feeding upon the Word of God. I submit to you that the chief reason that individuals, churches, maybe even our whole nation today lacks the vision and strength needed to confront the problems and seize the opportunities of our time is because we have become biblical anorexics. We're Bible anorexics. We take a little bit of this stuff into us, a little bit of his word, and then we spit it out before it's processed and digested and can do us good. We put far too much hope in professional Bible eaters. That's what I am. I'm a professional Bible eater. And these Bible eaters do the consuming for us. And they do the digesting for us. And they spit a little bit out to us. And we think, that'll feed us. That'll keep us strong. And then we wonder why we don't feel better. We wonder why we don't perform like those first disciples did. But this is a problem we can definitely fix. There is an app for that. That's why I've put together for you today this little soul training resource you'll find in your worship bulletin. Uh, If you are listening to us online or you're watching one of our broadcasts or listening in, you can contact the church office. We would love to get you one of these. You can find it on our website as well by going to this particular message and looking for this study guide. It is entitled, How to Study the Bible. What I have done here is put down on two sides of a sheet of paper everything I personally know about how to study the Scripture on your own. In other words, this is the methodology I personally use every week. In my own attempt to try and figure out what God's word is saying, I don't have anything better to give you than this. But I believe that if you try some of these methods, if you will apply it, don't just throw this away, find it. We'll find billions of them in the trash, trash bins in the wet. Don't do that. Take it home, put it in your Bible, then make sure you open your Bible. <laughs> and use it and use this, this methodology. I think you are going to find that it makes a very significant difference over time. As we come to the table of the Lord, as we come to the table of the Word, made flesh for our salvation, hear for yourself what God says to you. Listen. Listen to me, says God. And eat. Eat what is good. Why are you spending your money? He says elsewhere. Why are you spending your labor on what can't satisfy you? Eat what is good. Eat what is good. And your soul will delight in the richest of fare. Give ear and come to me, says the Lord. Hear me. Hear me, that your soul may live. Do you want inspiration for your daily life? Do you? Do you long for truth that is genuinely useful for that life? Do you? Do you find yourself eager to become proficient and equipped for every good work do you because if your answer is yes there is an app for that amen